0: Hello and welcome to The Lockdown Show. I'm your host, Richie Litchfield. Lockdown Show was developed to give people in isolation a way of clearing their minds and focusing on some of the positive stories out there. As well as that, we look at challenges faced by the single man, that's me, uh, isolated alone during the government restrictions caused by the pandemic. Coming up in today's show I'm cutting my hair again with clippers all on my own but with the help of celebrity hairdresser Sonia Wadley. That's all happening via a video call. I'm getting very nervous I have to tell you. Isolation, loneliness, stress and anxiety are feelings that some of us will be experiencing from lack of real human interaction. In this show, I introduce a mindfulness expert and influencer, Inigo Ayuso. And he also talks about how to be smart with your emotions, which can actually help you keep positive and stay focused. And finally, we find out what unusual activities and hobbies people are embracing and getting their teeth into due to spending so much time at home. And I speak with Pedge, a massive Star Wars fan, who's developed a niche of dressing up as certain Star Wars characters. Whoa. And he's actually raised quite a lot of money for charity. But first, here's some positive news. Last week, it was all about dustbin divas. People who are dressing up to take the bins out just because they can. This week, it's all about the Hollywood look. And Daniel Walker and Amanda Kovar, both from South London, decided to recreate a scene from the classic Hollywood movie, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Now the scene itself actually took them minutes to film, but all the work was actually behind the scenes, recreating the classic look of those Hollywood characters. A great way of keeping those creative juices flowing. We all remember the devastating scenes of the fire that took hold of the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. While living in the rafters of the ancient building were three colonies of bees which had lived there since 2013. Now the good news is the bees survived the fire and it's been confirmed they're doing well and preparing honey for this summer. Last week the New Zealand Prime Minister brought hope to the nation's youngsters by announcing that the Tooth Fairy and the Easter Bunny were key workers and allowed to do their jobs. The country's kids were encouraged to draw pictures of Easter eggs and display these in their windows so people could actually spot them on their daily walks. Recreating old hobbies and pastimes are a great way of clearing the mind and focusing on something different other than what's actually going on in the world. Now today I met a very eccentric character who likes to dress up as various Star Wars characters and he's even managed to get his family on board with this too. Let's meet Pedge. So here on The Lockdown Show, we are looking at various different hobbies and pastimes people have got. They could be as weird or as wonderful as you like, Uh, but, you know, it brings people out of themselves. And joining me in today's show, I've got a very special guest, actually, who has got a very unusual hobby. He's also now turned into a money-making sort of pastime as well. So without further ado, let me introduce him. It is The Pedge.
1: Tell us, what is your hobby? I'm a cosplayer. Um, I do, I'm really into Star Wars. You have noticed these guys in the background here. Um, and basically, I've been doing uh charity work for uh various Star Wars groups throughout the country, raising money for uh, young children, and on one thing or another. So, but I also do the comic cons and all that kind of stuff as c keeper. Fantastic! I can see you've got quite a lot of costumes there. How many costumes have you got, all in all? To be honest, I've only got uh two, well, I've got three. I've got two costumes, two droids. Uh, one which I'm currently building, which is here, uh, and here will be the blue version of C3PO, which is this one here. Okay. Then we've got 3PO here, which is the costume that I actually do, uh, period. Uh, I have a, uh, a Sand Trooper as well, um, which I have used many years ago. I've done Darth Vader back in the day, that kind of stuff, but I'm not big enough for Darth Vader. <laughs> so.
0: I'm uh, a lot skinnier now. C-3PO is a very skinny robot, isn't he? Very
1: much
0: so. Yeah. I mean, I've seen I've seen pictures of you, and I've seen uh, of you washing up in the kitchen dressed up as C-3PO. Uh, last uh, in 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 the first episode of the lockdown show, we did a segment on dustbin divas about people dressing up as movie stars uh, to take the bins out because obviously we're in lockdown, we can't travel anywhere. Uh, have you felt the, uh, the the need to actually take the bins out dressed as a Star Wars character?
1: Um, I do crazy things. Um, I, I, there's a couple of ideas that I would have done had I done a Dalek, for example. I would have been down the High Street and it, somebody's already done that, which I think is really cool. Um, yeah, it's the sort of thing I would do. The only problem with that suit is it takes the best part of 45 minutes to an hour, depending on who's dressing, you to put it on. So, uh, And steps and things aren't always a good thing. So... If you're going to do something crazy like that, then you have to pick something, maybe like cutting the grass or uh, something like that. And that's pretty much what I did the other day. Uh, we, we had a lot of street go up to in my room and I walked it through the door and there he was. These little feather dusters sort of dusting things down, that kind of thing. That, that kind of went down quite well in my mind, So, So it's not just you
0: that's uh, into this cosplay now. You've got your family involved, don't you? Your
1: two little ones. My youngest one's all about Sreko. Absolutely love Sreko. Um And AJ, my other lad, he is Star Wars crazy. I can't think why, but uh, you know, I've built him costumes. We've been out. We did a last, I think it was last year, uh, or it might have been the year before, we had a First Order Stormtrooper reach And uh, I've got some pictures here I'll show you. Um, and basically, we went out... Uh, it was we had a lot of snow and so all the kids were snowed in from school and I, I couldn't get to work either and it was uh, one of these book days where they were allowed to go and dress up with their school characters. that's character. right yeah, no, yeah. You know, he was absolutely mortified that he couldn't do it so what we ended up doing uh, I said don't worry about it just kit up so we both kit up I think it got got in the Sun newspaper and everything, we just went walkabout in the snow and stopping traffic and one thing or another, it was really fun. So you mentioned earlier that you make
0: some of these costumes, do you buy them as a a kit or um, are you actually um,
1: just putting them together, moulding them yourself? No, no, well my C-3PO comes from a guy called Chris Bartlett in in America and it's uh, it's all fiberglass costume, basically, arms, torso, legs or whatever. And it's made as it would have been made back in the day from the original film. Um, and obviously, because it's such a small suit, uh, it doesn't fit majority of people unless you're a sticking sect, which I'm not. I am very thin, but I'm not a sticking sect as he was. So, uh, basically you have to cut it up and make it fit yourself, which is kind of where I was at. Uh, It's very multiplying to do that because you spend a lot of money on the suit. You have to wait the best part of two years to get it as well, you know. Um, But then 3D printing, you see, now is about, uh, which is opened up doorways, and the the community that 3D prints, they share files. A lot of people sell stuff as well, but generally speaking, um, 3PO, uh, there was a good uh, a gentleman, um, Jess McKenna, I think his name was in America, he he basically made the files uh, for, and then shared them for the world to print their own C3 codes, which is nice. Uh, and that's kind of where I've got some of the files from for myself, so I've, I'm actually printing another droid because I've always wanted a blue one as opposed to a gold one as well, you know. So So you've got the 3D printer wearing away
0: next to you, let's have a quick look at this. This is amazing.
1: Yeah. Okay, so you're going to have
0: to, yeah. A little bit of a camera wobble, printed. don't worry about that. Oh, so there's the printer yeah, there. Wow. Yeah. It,
1: is it quite fast or... Um, or? Well, not really, no. I mean, it depends what. Uh, I mean, yesterday I printed um, a component for my boy. He wanted a ring uh, that he put on his finger. It's uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it. There's these uh, cat noir, or whatever he's called, okay. cartoon characters, superhero type thing, and yeah. uh, basically they... Uh, we printed something off in 20 minutes, whereas this thing that I'm printing here is, a, is an inner box section for R2-D2, which, um, there's a picture here I'll show you, um, that's R2-D2, is uh, an aluminium R2-D2, it's all metal, Yeah. and uh, uh, the interior and some of the parts uh, are actually um, made of 3D printed parts just to keep the weight down. Far too detailed for those who don't know who are too What
0: actually inspired you to want to get up and do this in the first place?
1: It's funny actually, I, get, I, I did get asked that quite a bit and basically I saw Star Wars for the very first time in 1977 and uh, the one thing that burnt this image in my brain that I could never get out of my head, And uh, you can probably see it here, see this image? I don't know if you can see it, Oh yeah, poster here. Uh, it's very iconic, it's C-3PO in the desert with, with R2-D2. Yeah, I can see it. Um, I put over that from that point on and uh, had to have it. Well, you know, kind of, that's where, um, that's kind of where we're, uh, I've been doing for many years now, It's uh, striving to get to that. Um, and I think it was around 2012 I managed to get, get to that and I've been trooping him ever since. So um yeah star wars always star wars so you've turned a hobby as well into a
0: little bit of a, a vocation as well because you do make money for charities don't you
1: yeah for charities i mean it's very rare that we make money ourselves i mean not gonna lie i have had the odd payday out of it but uh, it was more about um uh the money for for the children you know uh, children that have had a bad start in life or or basically have got no life um Um, so we were doing a lot of that kind of stuff Um, so yeah that's kind of where it was all about just to see it's like at comic cons as well the children and adults um, when they actually see that costume you know it's it's their childhood right there in front of them Uh, and it's it's just something you never get over I mean the costume is one of the most horrible costumes you could ever ever want to wear it's really really a horrible thing to wear um, but to see the children and to see other people's faces and the joy that it brings it's, an, it's absolutely awesome it worth every time you know. So Paul what else do you get out of this cosplay? Yeah it's it's a good it's a good way of escaping and uh, reality uh, there's a lot of crap in the world as you know especially with today with everything that's going off I mean I'm in mean, my element, you know, I'm signed off work for the next 12 weeks and uh, I'm playing Star Wars and making stuff, so I'm very happy. But, you know, for other people that have got mental issues, that kind of stuff, you know, I think it would, it, it's, that's kind of where it's at. You know, you can, it, it's, it, it's just making stuff and escaping into that world where you don't have to worry about, you know, the horrible things in life that are thrown at us on a daily basis. So for me, it is a kind of escapism, I suppose um but also uh the, the character that i've always wanted to have a go playing. you know so diff- different people
0: have different ways of dealing with stress and anxiety and um, some people deal with stress and anxiety by um using exercise uh, other people yeah. um actually just go and start cooking, and other people have got weird and strange hobbies. I'm not saying your hobby's strange, it's just unusual, but it's fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's fantastic, strange, and bloody expensive. You need deep pockets, uh, which I don't have. I have to say, this is something that I've I've done over a, a long time, uh, and to get where I am now, I mean, I've, I dread to think what I've spent on that costume, but um, it's not about the money. Uh, it really isn't um, you know it, it's, it is about again like I, I said to you before bringing that passion that, that sort of in that thing that everybody sees on big screen they see it in front of them and again it's, it's the same sort of thing as that getting you know the mental thing.
0: What's been one of the most uh, memorable events that's happened to you while you've been in
1: uh, the costume? Love like the devil, really. I mean, I've done some stuff for, uh, I've done some celebrity work. I'm not going to talk any names, but I've done some uh, big characters in the past. Um, the most memorable one for me, I believe, would be um, meeting Anthony Daniels. So I've met him a couple of times. That's the guy, that's the guy who uh, was c 3 filmed. Um, I always wanted to meet him. In costume, and I had three opportunities for which two of times we sort of our uh, paths crossed. Um, we was at the same location. It was just how it was. Um But this one last time last year, uh, I got to see him in costume, and for him to turn around and tell me the costume was spot on and amazing, wow! That was you know for me, that was it. I didn't want to. I don't need to do any more. I can pack him away now. and never do him again. I've achieved my goal. But. Um, that was the, probably the most special moment. And obviously, like just meeting uh, children in hospitals and stuff. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. That's, that's quite memorable. Uh, and very heartwarming, too. So, that's
0: well, what a wonderful interview with Pedge there. If any of you guys have got any strange or unusual hobbies that you want to share with the world, drop me a quick email. Uh, the email address is at the bottom of the screen. Pedge, you've been a star. Thank you very much. May may the force be with you. May the force be with you as well, mate. Take care. It's very challenging being isolated at home during this lockdown. Let's find out a bit more about our mindfulness expert, Inigo Ayuso. Here on The Lockdown Show, we've looked at ways to actually keep our cool during these challenging times, especially for people facing isolation and loneliness. Now, today on the show, I'm delighted to welcome mindfulness expert and influencer, Inigo Ayuso. Now over the years, Inigo has gathered many personal and professional experiences, which have provided him with a deep insight on human behavior during crisis time. He's been a sailor for over nine years. He's traveled the world for eight world cruises. I mean, how lucky is he? And during this period, he's been confined to his cabin on numerous occasions, which actually became Quite a routine for him. Now, Inigo is an expert on mindfulness. He's specialized in emotional intelligence. So, without further ado, let's introduce Inigo to the show. Inigo, it's great to have you here. Well, thank you, Richie, for having me here. And
2: um, it's actually quite entertaining to have um, something to share. So, today I'm going to talk about that how to be smart with your emotion. We all have these periods of you know, your emotions are very conflictive, and um, you don't know, you're exposed to all the information from the media, from your friends, is bad news here, bad news there, uh, lots of fake news, which has um, been quite a thing nowadays. And basically you have to be disciplined with how you feel, what you feel, and how much do you want it to uh, influence you. And influence your behavior. So, keeping yourself entertained and finding a purpose are the keys to actually start having a healthy uh, mindset. Because if you let yourself go, you will end up in depression, feeling cabin fever, as we normally say on ships. You will find yourself very claustrophobic. It is important, maybe, to change your activity. So, we're going to spend Many hours at home, and when you start doing the same thing over and over and over again, your spirit, your mind doesn't focus anymore, it loses focus and it also doesn't enjoy. You won't enjoy as much uh, the first uh, episode of a series. Um, I mean, you want once you've seen the whole series, it's not the same feeling. So, basically, you have to change your activity. That's why I say if you're exposed to your iPad 24 hours. It's not about the iPad, it's about the activity. Just change to something completely different. It will open your mind, it will refresh you. It will give you um, a different sense of feeling. So when you go back to bed and you reflect on what you've been doing the whole day, you think, oh, I've been watching TV, but I've also been reading a book and I've also cooked. So you have a sense of purpose. The important thing is that you find yourself a space uh, for reflection, are for focusing on something for like one hour two hours but focusing on something not being distracted by all the other all messages and information that come around nowadays i have to say we're really lucky if this had happened 15 years ago 20 years ago 10 years ago can you imagine when we had like 300 minutes um, of voice calls on our mobile phone contracts and like 100 text? it would have been really unbearable but nowadays you can do many things from uh, watching tv shows reading um, you have plenty of entertainment but i think um, you have also the internet Uh, you can find out things that you like you can develop a hobby that you always wanted to develop you can go back to the hobby you left some years ago so that depends entirely on you but i have to say and talking about hobbies that it's very important to become a creator uh, not only a consumer we're too used to be a consumer to just sit in your sofa start with a remote control perusing all the channels all the netflix hbl amazon but that doesn't provide you a sense of purpose in the end you have to be a creator and Creating can be very simple. You don't need to be a master of anything. You can just sing if that brings you joy. You can just write. You can just do what we're doing. We can you can be filming. And you can be just, I don't know, painting, washing the dishes, anything that makes you feel more complete, yeah. I will tell you now a story that happened to me. I was working on ships. I didn't mention that I was selling future cruises on the ship. But also I was in charge of the loyal customers, loyal guests. Um, And there was one time um, during the world cruise. The world cruise is four months on the ship from January till May. It's an amazing experience, but people can feel a bit confined at one point. The first month, they start really full of joy and, and happiness. And this might have been a project... That they had for the whole life, for their whole life, and, and they finally managed to achieve the money and the time to do it. Fantastic! But the second month is a dangerous one. So this man, this gentleman, came to me. Uh, he was strangely enough in about his, in his seventies. Uh, he had decided, for some reason, to travel with two other fellows um, around seventy as well. So it was three men in. A window cabin, so they had a window, not a balcony, and that was it. And it's not a big space. So I always thought, for the first month, I knew them, and they came to my office to tell me stories. I thought they were like quite good friends because they had decided to travel for four months. Apparently, they went. They went that close. So one of them started feeling real cabin fever. Their relationship started being a bit toxic. Um he he was going to quit. He was going to uh, renounce to all the money he had invested in this whole month. He was going to leave in the next port after on less than a month. My God. He was getting, yeah very upset. Uh, he was literally almost crying in front of me an old man crying you now like it was quite impressive. and I thought, well, I mean, you make this decision. you have, you are the only one responsible to enjoy the experience you paid for so let's think about something what do you do normally when you are in barcelona they were actually from barcelona on your daily routine and he was like well you know i like going for walk i like to this and that and i like painting i do and i was like really you like painting okay well that's going to be your mission we have watercolor classes on the ship so join them and then you can have some time away from your travel companions and also you will meet other people well after that it really worked and it was quite rewarding and nice to see this gentleman completely happy with this decision because he made a group of friends there like old ladies painting watercolor Uh, paintings over the time. He started giving me these
0: paintings that were not very good between you and me and... (laughs) You shouldn't say that in a go.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But it was very nice to see and then he he came and and he thanked me for the idea and he was very happy. His relationship with the other travel companions really improved again because they had space. Each one of them found a hobby, found different relationships so they could talk about new things with, with the others so it was uh, finding that made me feel very rewarded finding this hobby for this man because he didn't even think about that and he was in such a state of depression and panic that he was going to renounce the three months trip uh, that he had already paid because he couldn't just find himself he just needed a little bit of guidance so it's important to find your place to find your space to find your hobby
0: so in next week's show, we're going to carry on with being smart with your emotions, is that correct?
2: Exactly. There are many other tricks that we will talk about next week and I'm really happy to share these. and I hope we can help somebody
0: there. Fantastic. Inigo, you've been a star. Thanks very much. See you next week. Thank you. See you next week. Last week, we introduced celebrity hairdresser Sonia Wadley to the show to show me how I can cut my hair by myself. Now she showed me a couple of tips and this week, she's going to show me a couple more. What have I let myself in for? So here on The Lockdown Show, we like to introduce you to a variety of different guests all with different expertise. And last week, if you remember, I introduced a celebrity hairdresser, Sonia Wadley, onto the show. Well, she's back to give me a couple more tips about how to actually cut my hair today. So without further ado, let's introduce her. Sonia, it's great to have you back here.
3: Nice to be
0: back, Richie. How are you? I'm absolutely fantastic. I see you've got your window open there. Are you enjoying the sunshine? Yeah,
3: um, it's lovely today. I've been in the garden already.
0: And you're topping your tan up, I can see, as well. You've got a nice colour coming on.
3: Got your carrot
0: oil on. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Is that good, the carrot oil?
3: Yes, it is,
0: yeah. It makes you nice and brown. Oh, I've never tried it myself. To be honest, if I put oil on my skin and go outside, I start to burn like a chip. So uh, I think it's just because I am a a natural blonde. And if you believe that, you believe believe anything. Wasn't that funny, dear? So last week on the show, we did a couple of tips, didn't we? So just just remind us what we went over last week. We
3: did the fringe cut and then we tied it all around the edges, didn't we, around
0: the ears? That's right. So um, last week, basically, Sonia showed me a couple of techniques. The first one was the fringe cut. Now, a lot of people make this mistake, don't they, Sonia? they yeah. brush their hair down um, at the oh. fringe and chop like that but you don't how do you what's the correct way of doing it sonia take it
3: brush it right up in there hold it between your fingers and chip into the
0: ends so just like that you hold it up like that and you then and then you chip into it you be careful you don't stab yourself or chop your fingers off or anything. So you should use a, a blunt pair of scissors to begin with, I suppose. Uh, and you need do, you do need to have a mirror to actually see what you're doing. Because I found last week when I was actually trying to cut my hair, it was quite challenging because I couldn't see what I was doing. I'm, I'm just watching a reverse image of myself on a on a, a, a phone call to Sonia. So we did that, we did that um, technique. And what was the other technique we looked at? Uh, we cut around the ears, didn't we?
3: Combed the hair down. And then had your finger as a barrier, cut around there, and then pulled your ear forward, and then cut
0: upwards. That's right. So yeah, I move. I remember putting my the direction of your you you cutting. So you first of all position to do the the front part of your head or the front part of the ear in front of the ear, if you know what I mean. You put your finger like so, and then you chop, and you use your finger as a barrier, and then you put your finger down towards the back like that, and you bend your ear, ear forward so you're there, and then you you chop just there but you take your time doing it because um you can quite easily uh chop your ear off I suppose but we don't want you doing that here on the show this is just little techniques to get you by under these lockdown times because what I'm finding is my hair's getting longer and longer barbershops aren't open you can't go to the hairdressers people cannot come around to your house so you can't call the local hairdresser and say can you come around and sort me hair out so a lot of people are doing it themselves so at the moment. The, what we discussed last week is a couple of the haircuts that are becoming quite popular. It's the, the old buzz cut, isn't it, Sonia?
3: Yeah. The yes.
0: Moeakins. Yes. And also the classic 70s bowl haircut.
3: Oh, yeah, terrible, aren't
0: they? I, I mean, because... to think that um, our parents, when we were younger, or actually my mother didn't do this, but... Um, <laughs> but when, when 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 people were growing up particularly in in our day and age in the 1980s i just like to point out um people used to put like a a pudding basin on their heads and just chop around it well those some of those are actually coming back into vogue now because people can't cut their hair properly so anyway what technique are we doing this week sonia i
3: think we're going to do the
0: clippers <gasps> we're doing the clippers this week what? yeah so I'm going to do a little bit um, and then tidy it up off camera. Um, but Sonia, I have some clippers. So if you haven't got clippers, um, you well, you do need a pair, really, don't you? There's no other way, else, no other way of doing it.
3: No. Um, Is
0: there anything else people can use other than clippers?
3: No, nothing really. Okay. Um, my next door neighbours just ordered a pair.
0: You can order them online. They're relatively cheap. And I've got to share this with you. Um, A friend of mine in Sheffield actually um, was getting so frustrated with his hair. He used his dog clippers. I'm
3: gonna say that people do, yeah. Or just kitchen scissors. Ah, Terrible.
0: Uh, Look at you, you pro. Do you know what I mean? People have got (laughs) to work with what they've got. So anyway, I do have a pair of clippers here. Oh. so at the moment so at the moment they're quite uh, bits all over them but uh, this here this is a grade one wouldn't that be sonia yeah
3: but i think you should always start with the longer one and blend down
0: okay so with my clipper kit it yeah. did come with a load of different tools and i'll show you what i've got here for those of you that are listening to this on the podcast, I've just taken out um, various different so they look like combs actually. What are these called, Sonia?
3: They're clipper heads. But you must always make sure they're fixed onto the end of the clipper. Because the amount of people have done up there and it's fell off and they've left a bald patch.
0: How often is so that how often does that happen?
3: With home hairdressing so
0: these have got numbers on them so on this one it says um aca5 this one says aca6 no goes up to, to an 8
3: usually
0: this one says aca1 is this grades so when you go to the hairdressers yeah. is that what is that, that yes yeah. i want a grade one so they would use like a thinner sort of um clipper head like that
3: so yeah,
0: the short, the shortest and it goes right up to no, uh, number eight normally. So I've got a six here. Yeah. I've got some more in here. Do you know I've never actually used any of these, to be perfectly honest? Because oh. when I go to the hairdressers, it's always, oh, can you do me a skin fade, please? Let's oh. get in with the kids. This one is, oh, yeah, this one's an eight. So that's quite a big, thick one there. It's yeah. like a front of a JCB. <laughs> so what are we starting with on mine? Because look at uh, the the length of it here. Yeah, that wouldn't take
3: anything off yours. It's too big.
0: So what would you go, what would you start on mine with? I think a three. A three. So just look for a three here. Here we go. We've got, we've got a grade three. So these actually just clip on, do they? Yes,
3: yeah, make sure it's clipped on properly.
0: We don't want any ball patches or... <laughs> you have to turn it on. You have to turn it off first. It's always good to turn it off at the mains first. I nearly took me. I nearly took me fingers off. I'm just going to unplug it. Oh God. Oh uh, well, it is live Skype call, isn't it? <laughs> this is put this. Where's it gone? Uh, okay, so I'm putting this, clipping it on onto the onto the actual contraption quite sharp as well. Right, that looks like it's on there, Sonia. That's correct, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so now what now, what's the technique I want to be actually doing with this? Because I've got it in my hand. You need to explain to me what I should be doing with this now. Um, what? I'm
3: doing it with my own hands here. I'll hold it flat to the head. Flat. That's it. And then you put
0: it, push it up, and then out like that. Oh, so it's like a scoop. So it's like a scoop.
3: Yeah, like a scoop. Ow, it just pulled my
0: hair out. You've got to turn it on. You've got
3: to turn
0: it on. I'm quite nervous about doing this. Right, I'm just going to do a couple of the sides. Uh, This is where it goes horribly wrong. I'm going to plug it back in now.
3: There
0: we go. Plug it i it over after this. I've got a live I've got a live show on Monday. I've got another live show on Wednesday. I'm recording another one next week as well. So, um midweek on a corporate thing. i got I can't look a mess. I can't look a mess. Right. Oh. Before we do anything, it's always advisable. Oh well a well done, yeah. I've got my gown.
3: Well,
0: if you haven't got one of those, you could put a bin
3: back
0: around. Yeah. It's like a bin bag actually. So I've now got my gown on. I feel, look, look like I've got the part. So you talk to us while I'm doing this, Sonia, because um, I'm a typical <coughs> bloke. I can't really multitask.
3: Off.
0: Now I do recommend you use a mirror.
3: <laughs>
0: so flat against the hair.
3: Let off.
0: How far am I going up? Oh, there's loads coming off. And then, and then I'm scooping. I don't think. Yeah, I think I could. I think I should go down to a grade two. Well, this is fading, you see.
3: Then you go down to a two. Then you go down to one. It gradually fades down.
0: All oh, right. Yeah, there is some coming off. So all I'm doing is just scooping. Now I can see it's going to get quite difficult to do round the back, so you definitely do need to have um, a mirror. Um, but yeah, no, already there's quite there's quite a bit actually, oh, no, come, yes. quite a bit actually come off. So, um, so once you've done, you've gone round the sides and the back on a grade three for three. me. We now go down a level, do we? So we go. What do we go to? Two, but not
3: quite as high as the three.
0: Just a bit lower. See, so, oh, so you go lower than that. So you start yes, off by going to about there. And then yeah. you cut about half a centimetre down, you come out. So you yeah. scoop it, you scoop yeah. it out just then. Okay. Right. <coughs> that's fantastic. Well, Sonia, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for another tip. You are joining me next week as well, aren't you? For some more um, uh, hair tips as well. Oh, I'm excited. I don't I just want to see what you're actually going to put me through next week. Anyway, Sonia, it's been great having you on the show. And uh, we'll see you next week. Well, that's it for today's show. Don't forget on Wednesday at 8 p.m. UK time, we've got a live pub quiz happening here, Izzy Wizzy Quizzy, which can be found on the Literal Lifestyles YouTube page. Next week, we speak with Barbie from South London, whose hobby is collecting haunted, possessed dolls. And she even dresses like them too. Now don't forget to subscribe. And if you've got a story you wanna share, email me on the address below. That's it for now. Thanks for watching. I mm-hmm. do